Welcome to JS for Justice podcast. If live breaking news and following true crime is your thing, then please consider subscribing to my channel. And if you like what you see in my videos, please consider giving them a thumbs up. On the night of April 1st, 1989, John Trejan and his stepbrother Brian McGarry returned to the duplex they shared in Cleveland's Slavic Village neighborhood after a night of heavy drinking and smoking marijuana. McGarry had been living with the Tejans family since he was 15 years old. A neighbor living near the home reported seeing Trejan leaving shortly after hearing the sound of a gunshot. Trejan went to the neighbor's home the following morning and said that he found McGarry dead and that he believed it was a suicide. Authorities found McGarry curled up near the foot of his bed with a one-inch stab wound to the chest and a bullet wound from a 22 caliber rifle directly between his eyes. A knife and a pool of blood remained on his bed, and the rifle was laying across his feet. The Cleveland police arrested Tejan four days later. He initially told police that he couldn't remember what happened because he was passed out from drinking and smoking marijuana. He eventually confessed to shooting McGarry from several feet away when McGarry confronted him with a gun in the hallway. The confession came, though, after a homicide detective questioned him for, for several hours, lied to him about having DNA on the gun, threatened to smash his head on the table, and told him that he could get a better deal if he shot McGarry in self-defense. Jurors convicted Tejan of murder, and he was sentenced to life in prison. The break in his appeals came in 2016, when Tejan's then-attorneys, Kevin Kafferke and John Gibbons, requested a copy of the Cleveland police case file in McGarry's killing. The file included 86 photographs of the scene that police took on two separate days, the day after the killing and the day after the confession. Dever only introduced 10 photographs at trial. The previously undisclosed photographs showed a woman's purse and jacket on a chair in the living room that belonged to McGarry's ex-girlfriend. They also indicated that Tejan's glasses had been moved from the coffee table to the floor. The photos also appeared to show McGarry's hands were wrapped in a flannel cloth when police found him, and that police initially covered his hands in plastic. There was a piece of white paper sticking out of McGarry's pocket, and another piece of white paper on the floor that were not marked into evidence. The crime scene reconstruction expert Scott Roeder from the Cleveland-based evidence room said that the plastic on McGarry's hands would have removed gunshot residue from his fingers. The cloth wrapping would have kept his fingerprints off the rifle, and the piece of paper could have been a suicide note. He also created a 3D video showing how the evidence supported the theory that McGarry stabbed himself in the chest, then sat on the bed with the rifle barrel to his forehead and took his own life. Roeder concluded there was no blood in the hallway where Tejan confessed to killing McGarry, and believe that photographs showed that the gun that fired the fatal bullet was pressed against McGarry's forehead and not more than two feet away. Tejan's attorneys took the photographs and the 3D rendering to the County Common Pleas Court, Judge Nancy Margaret Russo, and asked for a new trial at a 2017 hearing. Russo ruled that the photographs themselves were not enough to change the outcome of the trial. Dever testified at the hearing that he could not remember whether he turned over the photographs to Tejan's defense attorneys, but he said he would never intentionally withhold evidence. The 8th District Court of Appeals sent the case back to Russo and noted that the original copies of the photographs 
had disappeared from the case after the 2017 hearing. Russell rescued herself from the case and appointed a private investigator. That private investigator found that Tejan and his attorneys did not misplace them, but could not locate the photographs or determine who had lost them. Ambrose then took over the case, and Tejan's new attorneys continued probing and discovered several pages of police reports that Tejan's attorneys at trial said they never received. The police reports also showed that Cleveland police let the ex-girlfriend come into the crime scene several days later to retrieve her purse. And they also never investigated where the ex-girlfriend's boyfriend was at the time of the shooting. They scheduled interviews with McGarry's ex-girlfriend, but never included any of her statements in the case file. The attorneys also obtained a statement from a neighbor who said he saw a man and a woman at the house around the time of the shooting. Tejan's attorneys argued those people could have been McGarry's ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend, and they left in a hurry after McGarry killed himself, and she forgot her purse in the apartment. Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court Judge Dick Ambrose tossed Tejan's conviction on June 22nd. Ambrose ruled that there was a, quote, reasonable probability the results of the trial would have been different, end quote, if prosecutors had given the defense all the photos and police reports in 1989. The judge also cited the testimony of the defense's crime scene expert and his reasoning for the new trial. County Prosecutor Michael O'Malley has denied that his office withheld evidence or that the detectives coerced Tejan into confessing. County Prosecutor Michael O'Malley has denied that his office withheld evidence or that the detectives coerced Tejan into confessing. A spokesman for the county prosecutors said that they would appeal the judge's ruling. Tejan is due in court for a pretrial on August 31st. And in a strange and bizarre twist. As John Tegan is awaiting his new trial, he has tied the knot with the sister of the man he is accused of killing. John Tegan and Crystal Strauss exchanged vows last weekend. Tegan's attorney, Kimberly Corral, officiated their wedding. Tejan, now 57 years old, served 32 years in prison for the murder of 18-year-old Brian McGarry in 89. Tejan was only 25 years old when he was sentenced. Tonight, a 32-year battle for justice now includes a wedding for 57-year-old John Tejan of Cleveland. He is a free man, his 1989 murder conviction thrown out. Now he's marrying the sister of the man he was originally convicted of killing. With all my heart, I love her. There's nobody else I think about, and I want to be with her my whole life. Yesterday, Crystal Strauss became Crystal Tejan. Marrying John Tejan at his Cleveland home. Marrying a man who was originally convicted in Cuyahoga County Court of killing her brother, Brian McGarry. I love him. Obviously, if I didn't love him, I would not be sitting here with him. After 32 years behind bars in June, Cuyahoga County Judge Dick Ambrose threw out Tejan's murder conviction and granted him a new trial. After Tejan's defense attorney submitted dozens of crime photos and police reports that weren't seen in the original trial. That's when Crystal wrote a letter to Tejan, who was still behind bars, offering her forgiveness and belief that he didn't kill her brother. And I wrote her a letter back and I said, 
You know what? I didn't do it. Take a look at this stuff. Tejan is still on house arrest as he awaits a new trial, hoping the court will allow him to get surgery he says he needs to save the sight in his left eye. From a legislative perspective, we need to do something with the parole board. Tejan's attorney, Kimberly Kendall Corral, says Ohio judicial reform is needed to speed up how quickly hearings are granted for those who are fighting to prove their innocence. We need to give defendants a full and fair opportunity to present evidence that wasn't available at the time of trial, whatever the reason was. While Ohio Innocence Project Program Director Pierce Reed is hoping the state will adopt new rules of criminal procedure that would give a specific path in assisting with motions for a new trial. It would give a track that would really help, hopefully, uh, people with these innocence claims having a better opportunity to be heard. Meanwhile, John and Crystal realize the path for John's permanent freedom won't be easy. We'll get through this. It's going to be challenging. There's no doubt about it. And Tijan's trial is set to begin at the end of this month on August 31st. We will follow that trial here on Jay is for Justice. Thank you for watching today and stay safe out there. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.